Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. It's more about um, just giving yourself the tools and the knowledge that you you can't feel confident and you don't have to use those excuses of, oh, I'm a girl, I'm young, you know, yeah. they, they won't listen to me. Traveling New Zealand, featuring and celebrating amazing women in tech all across the North Island and South Island, I came across James with Werewolf and man, was he helpful in connecting me to the women in tech community in order to enable me to empower these incredible women to move forward. So just passionate about women in tech. My name is James Burns. I'm Chief Marketing Officer at Werewolf, the app for venture tourism operators. I've had the pleasure of working for a lot of really smart women, and uh, both in tech and outside of tech. And it's just generally been my experience over the last 20 years that there's not nearly enough women's voices in leadership roles in, in tech companies. And so I just think it's important that we have that sort of voice. Uh, myself, I have two young daughters who today are four and six. And I want to make sure that when they get to an age where they're ready to start their first company, that they have all the opportunity and support that they need. Werewolf makes it easy for adventure tourism operators, everything from skydiving companies and bungee operators to jet boating and rafting companies to go paperless, to handle the guests from arrival all the way through departure, um, check them in through a really beautiful custom-branded iPad app, ask them a lot of key questions, take that data to build a customer marketing database. Werewolf was recognized by Deloitte in their Fast 50 Awards for this year as the rising star one to watch. And as we move to the United States, it's really important that we continue to capitalize on the kind of growth that we've experienced over the last three years. And we're doubling, tripling the size of the company annually. Queenstown is the adventure capital of the world. Right, we have 150 plus adventure tourism operators just within a 10 minute drive of where we're sitting right now. Any activity you can think of you'd want to do, you can do it. Bungee jumping was invented here. Jet boating was invented here. I mean, there's so much that happens here. There's so much innovation around the adventure topic that we're really primed well to leverage that. And that's no better place for us to be based. Be sure to explore more about Werewolf at GetWerewolf.com. That's G-E-T-W-H-E-R-E-W-O-L-F.com. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast as we drive across New Zealand, the North Island and the South Island celebrating women in tech. And oh my God, are they amazing? It's so exciting. And I am thankful to be here with Sarah this morning, who has been so patient, so understanding, so accommodating as I've had the weirdest New Zealand morning. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi, how you going? Great. Okay, so go ahead, introduce yourself to everyone and tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I'm Sarah Elder. I run the investor relations for PushPay. We are a New Zealand stock exchange and Australian stock exchange listed company. Um, and so PushPay is a donor management system. We, for mostly churches in the US, and we also have not-for-profits and education providers um, that we provide our services to. We process uh, just over three billion US dollars in donations every year, and we have just over seven thousand customers. This is incredible. Yeah. Now, when did you first discover the world of technology? 
So for me, technology hasn't been a like a hobby. It, to me, it's more something that's necessary because I've grown up with technology. So, you know, I was around when the internet became normal and having a cell phone when you were a child and having laptops in the classroom and people having um, social media profiles. So to me, technology is just part of life. Right. I just wouldn't see it as like a an extra thing that you would have as a hobby. I just see it as mandatory. When did you know you wanted to work in technology professionally? So it actually kind of happened by accident. So I was working for an investment company and they invested in Pushpay quite early on when they only had, I think, maybe a couple of hundred thousand dollars in recurring revenue. And we now have over a hundred million US dollars in recurring revenue it's per year. Crazy. Yeah. So like that's just crazy over. Crazy that amount of. Yeah. So yeah. since twenty end of 2013 to now, which is so just over four years. Um, yeah, it's been incredible. But so basically I was working for this investment company and they invested in Pushpay very early on. And when they decided to list the company um, in New Zealand, they needed someone to run the process and manage the actual listing document. So I wrote their listing document. So just coordinated with the lawyers and management to get the story on paper, um, but then also all the compliance aspects. And then once they were listed, they realized that they needed someone to manage everything that is to be listed, which is all of the compliance with the stock exchange, the regulators. Then you've got investors, you've got right. um, you know analysts, brokers, media. So you need someone to run all of that. It's not... Um, something you can just add on to someone's role. So they asked me if I wanted to do it. So I went and got a diploma in investor relations and I've just been doing it ever since. And how long has that been? So that's been since August 2014 and until now. And when I first started, we had 98 shareholders and we had a market cap of $50 million. And now we have over 5,000 shareholders and we've got a market cap of over a billion dollars. So how did, it's crazy. Uh, what do you think contributed mainly to the growth? So it's really about the vision of the company that's driven that growth. Um, so for Pushpay, we've really wanted to see a difference in the world. So the great thing about Pushpay is that it's not just awesome technology with, you know, all of the tech side of things, great UX and, you know, we have user groups and awesome developers. We've got over, I think, just over 100 developers working on the product at the moment. Um, So it's not just that side of things. It's also the mission behind the company, which is that, so when you think about $3 billion of giving per year, that's $3 billion going through our platform, going to good causes, you know, that's right. going to women's shelters, um, food drives, to orphans. You know, it's money that wouldn't necessarily have been given otherwise if right. they weren't using our product because we make it so simple. It's mobile. And we know that when people give through their mobiles that right. they give more and they give more often versus right. if they were to give through traditional means like cash and checks. And and for you, like, what does your day-to-day look like? So 
It's it's very um, seasonal in terms of there's some really really intense periods where we're reporting our financials or we have um, our quarterly operational updates. Those are usually very late nights, um, and in those periods it, it's just back to back meetings. You know, we'll have an entire afternoon of fifteen minute meetings with um, shareholders, analysts. Um, then we also get the CEO to dial into all the broking houses, we've got media interviews, um, but on a regular day, I'd just be prepping for those really busy periods, writing announcements, answering shareholder inquiries, analyst inquiries, so yeah. What is one challenge that you've successfully overcome and what did you learn from it? So for me in my career, the biggest challenge has probably been myself, just not having the confidence when I first started out. So I would be really quiet in meetings and I wouldn't really speak up because I used to almost give myself the excuse that, oh, well, you know, why would they listen to what you have to say? You're just a young girl. Um, But then as I invested in myself and learned more about the role, you know, I went on courses, um, I read anything and everything to do with my role in the industry so that I was empowered that I could actually speak with knowledge and that gave me the confidence to speak up um, at work and you know once you have that knowledge you can speak confidently you know in meetings and especially in my role pretty much 90% of the people that I would speak to are old men (laughs) (laughs) so you know it can be quite intimidating and daunting because I, I'm not just young, I actually look really young. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, more, it's more about um, just giving yourself the tools and the knowledge so that you, you can feel confident and you don't have to use those excuses of, oh, I'm a girl, I'm young, you know, yeah. they, they won't listen to me. Um, yeah. And I appreciate the vulnerability in you sharing that. I mean, really, in knowing you for very little time, I could see what a compassionate person you are. And yeah, I, I hear often from, from listeners that the I'm not good enough is a, it's a thing that comes up a lot. And, um, we all deserve to feel confidence. What what educational resources did you access to complement feeling more comp- competent and confident over time? Yeah, so I did the Diploma in Investor Relations. That was a three-day course over in Melbourne in Australia. Um, but it's quite a specialized field, Investor Relations. So you've really just got to um, drive yourself to to find those resources. So, um, you know, I'd sign up to any email list that I could, like Investopedia or, um, you know, New Zealand economic news and what's happening in the markets. And I would listen to podcasts. Um, there's a really good one. It's, I think it's Bloomberg um, Tech something like that yeah well yeah. we'll write Bloomberg tech in the show notes too so mm-hmm. you guys can see it yeah um, so so yeah it's just really about reading anything you can um, if you can see a course that you think you should take um, that could really give you the skills and the knowledge that you need to fulfill your role or move to the next level or take on a new task then you know you just need to take control of that yourself because no one's going to invest in you you need to do that for yourself totally 
Um, so yeah, it's really about that. And the other thing is that it's it's uncomfortable. You know, it's like exercise. Learning is like exercise. Right. Where if it's not just even a little bit uncomfortable, then it's probably not working. You've just got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Like even this interview, I naturally am not a um, I'm not a good speaker naturally, but I'm doing it because I know that it'll help me grow. So, and I appreciate you being on the show, and everybody listening does as well. Um, what What is your favorite tech tool? Personal, professional, mobile app, website, anything? So we use the Google Suite for businesses, and it's been amazing. So I've traditionally just used Word, Excel, Outlook, but the Google Suite has been amazing. Like Google Docs is so easy for collaboration, um, especially for my role where we have to use, we have a lot of legal documents or press releases and there's a lot of parties that need to have a say and need to get in on the document. So if you were using Word, you know, that you'd have maybe five or six different versions going and it just gets very confusing. But to um, have everyone on the same document is just so much easier and great for collaboration. That's awesome. And um, what is your favorite book? My favorite book? Um, that's a hard one because I read very boring books, things like (laughs) the Investor Relations Handbook. No, that counts. (laughs) It's like hundreds of pages long. Um, that's really boring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I read Jessica Alba's book and that was awesome. What's the title? I think it's called The Honest Life. So she started The Honest Company. And I just found that really inspiring where she, you know, she saw a need and she just went for it and, you know, really just invested in herself. And, yeah, just a lot of things that I try and do. Very cool. And we'll include it again in the show notes so you guys can see it. Where can people connect with you online? So I'm on LinkedIn, um, Sarah Alder from Pushpay. Can you spell it? Yeah, so it's S-A-R-A-H. Last name Elder, E-L-D-E-R, from Push Pay, P-U-S-H-P-A-Y. But if you just go on to the Push Pay website and go to investors, um, like I'm on every, at the bottom of every press release. So Amazing. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we start to wrap up? Um, yeah, I, I guess just that, you know, not enough can be said about hard work. Like there's no substitute for hard work and that really is what your success will come down to is putting in those hours working late coming in early doing extra things in your spare time to make sure that you can um, be the best in your role so for me it took years and when I was finally um, recognized by the industry I won the NZX best corporate communicator award last year and then also in America I won investor relations professional of the year but you know that took years of you know really long hours really working hard doing lots of reading taking courses just doing everything you can to help yourself succeed I mean and it's impressive and congratulations and 
truly meeting you. You guys have no idea what an intense morning I've had. And Sarah's been in this breath of fresh air, just calming me and making sure everything's fine. So I appreciate you. If you guys want to connect with more of, thank you. If you want to connect with more incredible women in tech around the world, be sure to go to the women in tech Facebook group at women in tech VIP.com takes you straight there. You could say hello at women in tech show on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Sarah, I have a sticker, a Women in Tech sticker for you. So I'll make sure to give that to you when we wrap up. And I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.